Well, welcome to the Temporal Eternal Podcast. This is episode four. We are so stoked that you are joining us today. Maybe this is your first time listening in. Maybe it's your fourth. No matter how many of the episodes you've listened to, we are so thankful and grateful that you are spending some time with us today. The heart of the Temporal Eternal Podcast is all about focusing on the eternal, focusing on eternity, that we don't get so caught up with the temporary things of life that we miss the perspective that as Christians we should have. And uh, yes, this is the, this podcast is, is focused on Christianity, but it's also if, if you're listening in and maybe don't have you know a, a background in religion or faith, this is also a really great podcast just to hear kind of that perspective and that discussion. So so today uh, we are going to be discussing a very popular word that is used in sermons and in church, and that is community, biblical community. So I think um, everybody knows that community is a very important thing. Uh, and, uh, you know, you hear about it both in the faith world, right, and just in everyday life. But there is a truth behind biblical community. And, and part of it is, you know, really is the church. Now, the church is different than what you would say was American church, right? So we have a lot of people will uh, frame American church up as, okay, you know, I go to church on Sunday morning, maybe they sing a couple of songs, we we hear a pastor uh, uh, preach a sermon, if you will, uh, maybe we uh, give an offering of, of some tithes or finances, uh, you know, maybe we we do some outreaches or help in the community. But really in the, the New Testament church, it, it, there was that aspect of gathering together and um, you know, speaking the word, preaching the word of God, but it was <clears throat> overall, it just, it was a community of believers, right? The church of Acts shared their belongings with each other. So just to kind of frame up our conversation today, I, I want to just read this scripture. It's found in Hebrews uh, chapter 10, verses 24 to 25. And it says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Um, there's a, there's just, there's, there's a ton of different scriptures that, you know, you could, you can touch on obviously in Proverbs 27, 17 as iron sharpens iron. So one person, uh, you know, sharpens another um, Proverbs 17, 17, a friend, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for times of adversity, adversity, um, we know this, the popular scripture where two or three or more gathered, there I am in your name, talking about God's presence being with us as we are, are together. So, so today, you know, many people, if you've been, if you have any background within Christianity or the church are probably familiar with this, right? And yes, I've heard of the body of Christ and I've heard of the importance of it. So we really want to discuss what does that mean? What are some real life situations, um, of, of community and, and of really applying that to our lives. So, uh, you know, the, the first thing I would, I would say, and I would love to, you know, direct to, to you, Brendan and you, Matt is, man, what is, what does community look like today? Right? So in, in, in today's time right now, you know, what, what is community and maybe even in your lives as well, maybe some examples of biblical community, different relationships that have, been you know strengths for you or even maybe you've been strengths for others 
Yeah, I, I would say, you know, jumping into this idea, I think that naturally, kind of like you let into Donald is like, we think of like, okay, church, and that's your community, as, as like a Christian community. And, uh, and that's so true. And, and I think about for myself, like, uh, an interesting background story for me is like, I, I currently work in ministry at the church that I was born and raised in. Um, and this is kind of a story that some people have and some people don't, um, or an experience that you may or may not have when it comes to church. Um, but the interesting thing even about that uh, in the 26 years of my life, at least, and, and being within this church community is is it's changed a lot over time. You know, people, seasons of, of what the church is has changed. But I think for what, what really stands out uh, to me and kind of that idea of like, what is what is true community today and what does that look like? I think of all the relationships that I do have um, that were either established uh, currently with people in the church now or even in the past and how that really has helped shape me uh, and build me in my life and how God has used many different individuals, like even Donald, like we know each other because at a certain point we were together in the same church and working together. And that effect uh, of what I've seen like God do through other people uh, has been so impactful in so many ways and, and pivotal pieces to how uh, things have gone in my life. And so I, I would start off with that idea is just like um, the relational side of community and how God uh, incorporates people within our lives and uses people. Um, again, like that scripture you shared, you know, just like iron sharpens iron. It's having people that can really push us in life, can be there to support us, um, to help us when we need it. Um, and for us to be able to have that as kind of like a, a two-way street to be able to do that for others as well. Um, so yeah, I, I would say that really a lot of my life and, and what God has done and how my life has been shaped has been really uh, to the to the byproduct of the community that I've been in. Um, and so I know people have had different experiences of that uh, over time, or if they've been, maybe if you're listening today and you've been in a church community for a very short time, or maybe you're not part of one right now at all. Um, but yeah, I could go on forever, just the impact of people in my life. Um, so relationships is a, is a huge, huge part of what community is. Um, and that's just a start. So. Oh, for sure. So when I think a community, when it comes to it, is uh, I'll think back to the business world. So the business world, the community is called networking, right? So they always say your network is your net worth. Well, I think with God, the more you network inside the church and the community, the more he provides, the more doors he allows to open, uh, the more opportunities you get within that community. And um, when you start investing yourself into the community, you start reaping the, the, the fruit from it. I mean, it's just God gives you different things. Yeah. I mean, he just gives you different things when you take time to invest in the community. And that community is what grows heaven or grows, you know, people's relationships with God. And that's our ultimate goal is to grow relationships with God. And we're supposed to help others grow their relationships with God. So it just opens the doors to so many different avenues. And it's just investing yourself, investing your time into the community. It helps you, but not, it also helps others. 
No, I mean, I think it's, I think it's spot on, right? So, um, even off of that, there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff kind of going on ahead that we need to touch on, um, that, that weren't even part of our plans, but I think the Holy Spirit's going to have a, have us do a couple of things. It's going to be cool. But for instance, like just what you're saying, Matt. So I had a conversation with my wife, Azzy, and the last couple of churches that we were a part of, I was on staff. I was in a pastor uh, leadership role. So for us in both of those situations, it was very easy if you you know want to use the word to plug in right? It was very easy to get to know people because you get announced from the stage. Okay. Hey, this is, uh, you know, our new youth pastors or associate pastor or whatever it may be. Uh, and then, you know, part of your daily life, right? In a sense, your career is getting to know people, building relationships. I mean, that's everything. Uh, when we moved here to Arizona, you know, we're, we're not in any type of, uh, leadership position at the church. We're, we're just God's kids and it's an amazing season uh, for our family, but it, it's, it's more challenging and we felt it to, uh, make friends, build relationships, get plugged in. And what I told Azzy and we both agreed and we, we were, you know, it's kind of took a season off of, to rest where we weren't, uh, you know, we were faithful in attendance, but we weren't serving or anything like that. Uh, just because we knew what the Lord was telling us to do. One of the number one ways to connect with people, especially in the church, to get plugged in is to serve, is to volunteer. You know, I mean, because, it, you know, it really, there's usually two two options. It's either uh, attending a small group Bible study that the church might provide, or it's it's volunteering. It's helping sweep or set up chairs or yeah. uh, being a greeter, right? I mean, and, and that really is the number one way. So if, if you are, you know, if you go to church and you're like, man, I don't feel connected, right? I don't, um, I, I don't feel like I'm plugging in. I just feel alone. Okay. Like I, I get it. Now, let me just be honest. And I actually had a pastor friend, um, you know, bring this up and he, he's, he's really funny, but it's just like, it's, it's, there's some onus on you, right? Yes. Yes. The, the body of Christ in the church is supposed to reach out and do those things, but also like you have a responsibility as, as an adult to go, Hey, I, I want to be a part of this as, and because of that, I want to be involved. And that's usually what happens. Like that's, that's why I'm a, I'm a firm believer in man, get in there, volunteer, help out, serve, you know, like do something like that, plug in, meet people. Because at the end of the day, this walk with with God and towards what God has for you and resisting the devil and resisting temptation is so much more difficult, if not impossible, without biblical community, without the power of the Holy Spirit and his people. He's He's literally created us and wired us to be reliant. I don't care if you have certain personalities, extrovert, introvert, that doesn't matter. You're still wired to need community, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think that's yeah. like, you know, just even what you're saying there, Matt, is, is such a spot on call out of like sewing into that. Like, you know, it's church is not meant to be, I'm, I'm, I'm taking away a sermon or a time of worship. It's supposed to be a family that we are supporting and giving to one another for the glory of God. Yeah. And I, I really think, uh, that is something tough for many of us to grasp in the sense that our society, much of it, 
has this focus that you have to be self-made, right? You know, and, and that whether that's financially or being able to just uh, do things on your own, make it on your own. And, and there's a certain sense of uh, pride in that, right? Like I, I did this, I was able to do this and I did it on my own. And I think a lot of our, our society does function on that mentality is like, I need to do this and I have to either prove it, prove it to other people, prove it to myself that I can do it, that I can make it. And I think that that's a barrier that that Jesus tries to break and encourage us to really look at and say, hey, I've I've given you not only my spirit and my guidance, but I've given you each other. And I think that's the essence of community and, and something that I think hits kind of what you guys are saying, a realization for me recently uh, within like that whole capacity of like serving Donald, like you're talking about, was uh, we did an outreach at the church and uh, uh, quite a few people came out and we're all standing there about uh, to get ready to go out and do this outreach, right? And two individuals who I know pretty well and have been in the church for quite a while at this point introduce themselves to each other. I'm like, wait a second, you guys don't know each other, you know? And so it, it was like, for me, kind of like you said, Donald, sometimes I think uh, if you're a leader, if you're a pastor, if you're in ministry, sometimes you get kind of in that, that vein of like, you might know these people uh, yourself, but not everybody also in a community might know each other that well. And so I bring yeah. that up just because it was, it was like a realization for me. I was like, holy cow, like there's relationships here that, uh, I one just saw like the establishment of that relationship start, which was pretty cool. But even like the untapped resource that we might have in a community of believers that can be such an asset to us that we don't necessarily realize. And I think that's it. It's like community really means like, how do we invite each other? How do we help one another to in be part of everyday life? You know, and those things that we need help with, what are those untapped resources uh, that, that really God provides? And, it, and to realize we don't have to do this on our own. Like God had such a bigger design for us to be able to go through life and, and do that. So, yeah, I, I think that really resonates in so many ways. It's like we're, we're not alone in this, nor should we try and function yeah. that way, because that's a dangerous place to be, I think. No, it is. And I, you know, I think, too, and this is something that kind of was just as we're talking wasn't really in our notes and then we'll kind of jump to you know the next is anything ever really in our notes <laughs> yeah not really i mean we have a couple a questions and then we just kind of we kind of let it fly there yeah it's a guide so anytime this conversation happens you know in a sermon or in church or whatever like that you also have situations and this could be somebody listening today that you go i've been hurt by community yeah. And I could have even been hurt by church community. I could have been hurt by a pastor or a leader. Um, shoot. I mean, I've hurt people, right? I mean, like, uh, and I, it, you know, and, and we, we realize that, um, you know, the biggest thing and, I hear is yeah, go ahead. Christians hurt me. <clears throat> totally. Because of, and it, and it's so just judgmental sometimes. It's justified. I had a, I had a friend of mine, um, uh, I think he'd be fine with me saying his name, but I won't say it just in case, but he's a, he's a pastor's kid was a worship pastor for many years. And he's at a restaurant one day and somebody, you know, just starts like literally walks up to him and just says, you know, da da da, you're going to hell. And, you know, it was a very poor experience. And Jordan's like, dude, I'm, I, you know, I'm like, he's like, I believe in the Lord. I, you know, I, I love Jesus. Like what, what is this? And he was, and he just told me, he's like, Donald, what if, what if I wasn't a Christian? Like how, you know, that might be that mm -hmm. person's, you know, one interaction. So, so 
when people tell me that hundred percent justified, I, I don't defend, I don't question. I go, yeah, yeah. You know, because why? Well, cause sometimes people aren't the best representations of Christ. Let's be honest. Um, sometimes, you know, you, you, you have a poor experience and you totally deserve to feel that way. Sometimes a, a leader fails you or lets you down. Maybe your expectations weren't their expectations. That being said, your experience does not reflect how God feels about you and that God loves you. And because God loves you, how important community is. Yeah, I've had some leaders that have burned me. I've had some people in the church or other Christians that might not have been the best to me, right? But at the same time, I, I didn't give up on what God had. And as I pushed through and as I forgave and I moved forward, I began to experience biblical community that was 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 supportive that helped me that i would not be where i am today without it that god used people men and women uh leaders just just people in the church to admonish encourage teach lead me so i could more and more become who god has called me to be right so um you know that that's just the truth of it so you know if if that's you my challenge would be, you know, I, we're not saying you got to open up your your life story and tell everybody your whole junk of your life and everything like that. But but what I'm trying to say is don't give up on the church. Don't give up on community, right? Because there are some amazing people out there that do want to support you and want to be obedient to what the word of God says. And nobody's perfect. And this is why this is the principle of this whole thing, right? Is that I know that no matter what leaders I have, they're going to let me down. No matter how amazing they are in some way, I may be disappointed or I may be hurt or they may not be able to be there. They're not God. They're not supposed to be. But when I know what their role is and I open myself up to community, there is such a blessing from that. Right? So, so yeah. Um, so one of the questions I, I really wanted to, you know, touch on and, you know, from you guys is what, like, what are some specific examples? Like, so for instance, um, and we can kind of keep us all here for a second too, Matt. Um, you know, for me, I could like rattle off uh, different people in my life that, you know, that in different seasons or even continually that helped me in different areas. Like I have, I have brothers like you guys, right. Who have got my back, who, who, um, are encouragement to me. I have different people who were leaders in my life, right? I mean, I got, uh, pastor Mike McCartney, pastor Tim Bowman, pastor Jeff Duncan, pastor Lloyd Ziegler, um, you know, it, that, that, you know, deposited into me, right. Had, had mentored me in some way, had not only mentored me to be a leader, but maybe to like call me out on how to be a good husband or how to be a man or how to be a father, Justin Kane, Josh Poole, Sean San Severino, Ben McClinnon. I mean, I could literally go for about 20 or 30 minutes, um, just on this. And that's how long usually our podcasts are. So I won't, but but there are so many people that have been encouragement to me and has has had my back. So I I would love to hear some examples from you guys, right? Like, man, who are some some people or some or even some like even if you don't want to say their name, but like a situation of um, how they maybe even if even it's a family member, um, how that relationship helped you 
with your walk in Christ? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll go first. I got my mind's ready. I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> so I have so many people um, just throughout time with my dad passing away and a lot of other pastors, a lot of um, just people in general, people in the church really stepped up into that position to um, really make a difference in my life and help teach me and lead me in different ways. Um, it's like even my brothers, my brothers, both of them really took off. I mean, they really helped with many things. They've uplifted me with their words. They've held me accountable uh, at a time I let, I wasn't around as much. They were checking in on me, making sure I was staying good and all that. And, you know, it's just having the right people in your life really helps. And like I have certain pastors that were always checking in on me. Um, whether it was one or two days a week or just every day. And I'm sorry, my dogs are going crazy right now, but yeah, you're good, bro. It's the, you know, honestly, <laughs> that dog, one of those dogs in there, I think God placed him in my life. He kept me in check, make sure I was, um, just living life right because he drive me crazy sometimes, but <laughs> he put me in check just like that. So, you know, it's like, God places people in your life to help you. And I had so many people trying to hold me accountable because I needed it. I was slipping away from different things. I mean, I wasn't slipping away from church, but like in the back of everything hidden behind the doors, I did not have that support that I needed. And I had it though through people when I didn't realize it, but looking back, I can't thank them enough and I can't wait to tell them. Thank you. And, you know, it's just so important, you know, it's just so important because it's, they're there for you, even when you yeah. don't know it. <clears throat> so, uh-oh, we lost somebody. There he is. Oh, there you go. Your camera's back. There you go. There he is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's, no, that's, I, I'm done. I, I agree with you, Matt. I think it's, it's kind of like that idea of just the handprints that people leave in your life, you know, and sometimes it's, it's, it's just for a short season. Sometimes it's a, a continual thing. And you just think about those people, you know, for myself that, that leave that kind of lasting impact. And it's kind of like that thought process of like, you know, when you, when you think of like things that as you were growing up that your parents said or, or told you, and then you're now doing them or saying them, you're like, wow, I sound like my dad or I sound my, like my mom. Uh, I, I think in another way, it's kind of like those things that you do or you say or you picked up on that someone brought is like just an encouragement or a lesson. You're like, man, this person just even in a passing conversation maybe said to me and it stuck with me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I just think of like even my youth pastor uh, when I was a youth student. Uh, Pastor Moy Mendez and, and just the impact and, and how much he poured into me and really just the difference in my life that that made. And that's just like one example of so many uh, in that I would not be here um, first and foremost, glory to, to what God has done in my life, but the people that he used to even bring me to this point, like is incredible, you know, and, and I just wouldn't be, I, I would be in just such a different place if it wasn't for the people that God placed in my life to pour into me, like Matt said, like in those times that really like it could have gone a different direction. 
and, and God really used that, I think, just and, and I see that now and I see those lessons and I see those conversations and how they play out, you know, and, and just the impact that it that it truly makes is incredible. And it's and it lasts for a lifetime, too. You know, it's just those handprints that really God brings those people in and out to, to do so. I do got to call no, somebody I, out real quick, though. Yeah, do it. Do it. My buddy, Dean, my best friend, he uh, he was always there. And he would always hold me accountable. So, yeah, him and my grandma. My, we lost my grandma this year. So, man, you got me just thinking like crazy now. <laughs> no, I mean, and, and it's just like, well, it, and I always, anytime I've discussed this, I, I just think about the Lord puts a piece of him, a, a character of God in different people of the body of the church are like, Tessa, right? She was our outreach pastor in Texas. And like, she was one of the people that impacted me to have a heart for evangelism and outreach and have a heart for people, right? And to have that. Matt and Nina Poole, right? Were just, you know, they had their, their worship pastors and they spoke so much on worship and, and really discipled me and what it meant to worship God beyond just music, you know, um, even like Joey and Stacey Alcala and just discipleship and maturity and teaching and John and Sherry Alcala, you know, there's a ton of people like I'm literally, I, I could, I've been blessed to be able to have that. But the the truth of all of it is that the amazing thing about community is that not only do, you know, people, you know, support you, but you also get to support them. You get to encourage them. Like it's this, yeah. and, and there's, there's different opportunities where there's leaders in my life where, you know, if you, if you're familiar with the new Testament, where, you know, there, there are people that were mentor people. And, and, and so there's that relationship where, you know, maybe you have like the Paul and Timothy, right? Like Paul mentored, Paul discipled Timothy. So that principle is there are Pauls in my life that mentor me, disciple me, pour into me. And then there's Timothy's as well. Like it, it's, that's, that's what being a Christian and discipleship is, is that all times, you know, at, at, that I should be able to mentor, disciple someone, but then also that, you know, somebody is, is doing that for me. And, you know, something though, that is, is kind of spot on, even with what you were saying earlier, Matt, which I thought was really fascinating where you, where you were saying like the whole, you know, kind of hiding in the back, there is a way, and I am one of the, you know, number one people who fell into this, but there is a way to, you know, have community, biblical community, but it be shallow. Hmm. And what I mean by that is it's, it's not honest. It's yes, I, I might go to a small group. Yes, I might have lunch with somebody, but I'm not going to be honest with them. I'm not going to be intimate with them. And really it's a facade, right? Like, yes, it, it's cool. Yeah, we can hang out. And, you know, for, for me, I was very much like that. I, I didn't know how to be honest, right, with my struggles. I didn't know how to be, even as a, as a leader, right? I, I didn't know how to deal with the things I was dealing with. And I just, I tried to fight things alone. And I had to come to a spot where I said, no, right? It says, you know, pray, pray for one another, you know, pray, you know, confess sins to one another, right? And pray so that you may be healed. Like it's a biblical principle to come together and have honest relationships. Yes, you can't, like I said earlier, you can't have that with everybody, right? And you're not supposed to, but, but God has given us the ability 
an opportunity to be honest with people. And I think there are some people that go, oh, yeah, no, you know, Donald, I'm, I go to church on Sundays. I volunteer in kids church. Um, I, you know, I'm also part of this small group and I'm like, okay, who knows you? Like who really knows you? Yeah, it's so good. Because, because I, I mean, I've lived my life for so long, and people knew my talents, people knew my charisma, people knew my gifts, they knew my corny jokes, but they didn't know Donald. They didn't know the the things that I was struggling with. They didn't know, you know, the the turmoil that might have been going on, the things that were going on mm. in my family, because I tried to fight it alone. And I think yeah. that's just something with all of this that we go, oh yeah, I know it is, yes. But are you doing community? Are you actually participating in mm. what God has actually designed community to be? Mm. And I, yeah. I'm a guy who I am 32 years old. I was a pastor for five years. I've been really a true believer, like living for God for 14. And I think in the last 12 months of my life, I've gone through a process of starting to truly, fully apply this to my life is to, is to have honest conversations with people I can trust. So not only I can move forward in my life, but have real accountability, have people to support me, you know? And I, and I just think that out of everything, man, it's so easy to like, you know what, as they say, do church, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm going to yeah. do community, but really yeah. miss the point of what God designed it for. Yeah. So and, and, and I, I think you're right on with that because I think that we have this false mentality of what church is, right? That we're supposed to come with our Sunday best. And that also means our attitude and covering up all the mess of life. And it goes back to that saying, which sometimes gets a little redundant, but it's so true that the church should be a hospital for the broken. You know, and that that we need to come to together with one another in the vulnerability of life and be able to help one another. Like that's the idea. Yeah. That that's really the true heart of God in church is that that we can come together. And and I think Donald, you 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 hit it spot on with that idea of like we have to be vulnerable, and that's tough. That's tough because again, it goes back to that like hard exterior. I got this. I, I got to make sure I, I I I'm keeping my face together and and just a certain look and that I look my like my life has everything together. Um, and and this this kind of came up recently and and it was just a humbling moment at a conversation with one of our young adults. And I, and I feel like this applies with with so many people in in different seasons of life. Whether you're listening, whatever age you are life changes and people come and go. And so this individual in his later 20s was just sharing how like he recently started coming to our young adults group and he was just sharing about even just some things that he's really thinking about and um, maybe going a different direction in career. And he was just sharing how how important it was that he had found a community where he could be with other people that could be there to encourage him. He's like, he's like, this is just so helpful because he's like, I feel like, you know, a lot's changed recently in my life and I, and I just don't necessarily have that community around me. And, and it took me back for a second. It really, like I said, was just a humbling moment to realize like for this guy in his life right now, 
what he needed was just people to be around him, uh, for people to support him, for people to to speak into his life. And that's just such a key thing. And, and it really just was in that small moment of him just sharing, okay, this is what's going on. This is what God's challenging me in my life to do. This is what maybe I'm dealing with right now. And, I, and it made me really just reflect on, okay, am, am I going to to those relationships beyond like the surface? You know, am I, am I willing, my, willing myself to open up to others and willing to have ears to hear other people. Um, but yeah, we, we have to break down that wall of thinking like there's this performance perfection model of what church is supposed to be and realize it's not about that at all. It's about coming together and realizing that, hey, we're all broken people. We all are working towards uh, uh, hopefully gaining more of what God wants in our life. And, and that's really what it is. And if we can spur each other on to do that, and that, that's what community is, you know? And so it's, yeah. it's, it starts with breaking down those walls. Good. What were you saying, Matt? Sorry. I wasn't saying anything. I'm just, I got the chills the whole time during both you and <laughs> you and Brennan talking. I was like, Oh, <laughs> it's good stuff, man. I mean, um, good Lord. Go ahead. I, I almost don't want to, yeah, you guys keep preaching, preaching. to <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I know I have, I have one final thought before we end today's episode. Anybody else have any final thoughts before before I close it up? If I start talking, it. I'm talking for the next three hours, so you keep going. This is good. It's just such well, a needed, we needed thing. Another, we might have to do a season two or episode I two. So. I think <laughs> so. Episode two of Community, we should. There's a lot. There's a, we're going to start having some guests, too, on uh, pretty soon here, and then we're going to do some other topics like purpose, and then feel free. Um, you know, we have on our social media channels or even commenting um, on YouTube, if you're watching it there, maybe some topics that you want addressed, some scripture passages or, or whatever. We, we'd love to hear your feedback as we continue to dive into this uh, overall topic. No, the, the only thing I wanted to end with, and um, I think you both were kind of saying it, and I know you said it a couple of times, Brennan, uh, Tyler Perry who uh, created Medea before Medea was as big as Medea was with the movies he did plays. And they were very much um, the early plays that he did were very gospel centric um, and really had, <clears throat> you know, a lot of faith in it. And I remember watching one of these plays uh, just on, uh, you know, on online. It was actually like, I think on an iPod, you know, if y'all know what an iPod that was before <laughs> iPhone, that's how I date myself. Um, but uh, right around then, I don't know. Anyways, regardless, neither here nor there. And there was one of the plays and, and they were talking in, this, in the play about relationships and about uh, how people are branches and people are leaves. And, you know, the truth is, is that in your life, there are going to be people that are there for your entire life. And there are gonna there are people that are gonna be there for a season, um, and and that's something that I had to realize, and I and I think it's it's a challenge for some people because, you know, you you have relationships, and God might give put somebody in your life for three months, six months, three years, a decade, and some you you know you might have a deep relationship with your entire life. There's two things that you need to take from that truth. One, don't ever let the enemy 
make you feel angry, feel hurt, twist anything and say that, oh, you're not worthy or they don't love you. Or No, I mean, sometimes people just like for me, you know, we lived in Illinois and then we moved to Arizona. So there are a lot of our friendships in Illinois that we don't communicate as often because we don't see them as often. Right. And make sure because so many times, so many times we can be so upset or be angry at other people. And to be honest, maybe that's just the season. Maybe they were in your life for a season or you were in their life for a season. And that's, that's what it was. And that's all God intended it to be. Don't let hurt from that stop you from creating new relationships. And also, if you're holding resentment towards somebody, you need to repent and maybe you even need to apologize, right? Because so many, so many times that can happen where you go, well, da, 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 and it's, well, that's your expectations. But what if God's like, no, I just had him in the season for your life for this period of time. And that's why so-and-so is here now. And that's why I've sent this person there now. The enemy can really twist that. So just be very careful with that. And on the other aspect of it, because of the truth that there is, and this is really coming back to the heart of this whole temporal eternal concept, because there's a lot of relationships that are only for short seasons, a few years, a few months, whatever, right? That God kind of sets us up. That should spur you on even more. That, that should, should be such a thing inside of you where you go, man, I don't know how many opportunities I'm going to have with this relationship, with this friendship to deposit in this person's life. Like I've lost people in my life. And I know a lot of you listening probably have too. really close friend. His name's Chris. Um, we lost him, uh, when he was in his young twenties, um, very, very quickly. And I'll never forget that because, uh, he was, he was just the way he worshiped God, just the way he loved Jesus, just the way he loved other people. And um, I'll never forget the impact that he had on my life. And I think about that friendship and that relationship. And I, I know I'm going to see him in heaven. I, and I realize the promise of that. But it fuels me to make sure that I am fully embracing the relationships and the things that God has put in my life today that I don't, that, that I might only have, and somebody might move away. They might go off to college. They might be a missionary overseas. So, so that I have an opportunity right now to deposit into somebody's life or to learn from somebody. I, I might not be able to do that for five or 10 years, right? They're, they're life transitions. People move, you know, think different things happen. So man, that is my encouragement for you today is to look around, not Take for granted the people that God have, has put in your life for, for you to deb- deposit into, for you to mentor, for you to encourage, or also for you to learn from, for you to grow from. Take advantage of that. This life is temporary. God, God says in his word that, that this life is but a vapor. It's, it's gone in a moment. And embrace every moment of your life. Don't get so caught up in the temporal things, the temporary things that you miss out on the eternal things that God has for you for living in today. Amen. Amen. And Hey, anybody listening today that, that I I really feel that, you know, is needing that nudge. uh, You've been on the fence about going back and and finding community. Go for it. Take this as God's nudge to you uh, to dive in and, and, whether you're going back or you're going for the first time, uh, do it. Jump in. 
go all in and let God just lead the way. That's good stuff. And you awesome. know, if you guys ever need prayer or anything or anybody just to talk to, shoot us a DM. We have a Facebook or we have an Instagram and everything. Just shoot us a DM. We, we'll pray with you. For sure. We're, we're yeah, totally yeah, willing to do that. Yeah. And we'll, we'll set up too on our website too, a temporal eternal.com. We'll set like maybe like a contact where you can put prayer requests in there. So that's, that's a great idea. So awesome. Well, Hey, thank you for listening to episode two. Uh, once again, uh, make sure you episode subscribe four. for episode four. <laughs> Holy smoke. Sorry about that. <laughs> episode four. They're flying by guys. Uh, They're flying sure by. You, you, uh, you subscribe or save on Spotify, Apple podcasts, um, and even uh, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Leave a comment. That's always great. Um, and also, um, for sure, on Apple, too, leave a review. Uh, we, we love uh, when you uh, leave star reviews. It also helps with the kind of the search indexing on, on Apple uh, for the podcast to, to show up when people are looking for uh, content like this. But we love you guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Bless you guys.